Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm Anita Rao. And I'm Sandra Davidson. Tonight on She and Her, we celebrate Valentine's Day, a holiday created by Leslie Knope, Amy Poehler's character on Parks and Rec. It's a day for women across the world to celebrate their friendships with other women. As trite and fabricated as Valentine's can be, Valentine's Day seems to be the complete opposite, and I love it. Why wouldn't we want to celebrate the women who laugh when we laugh, who get mad when we need them to get mad, who tell us that that outfit just is not working, and who answer an anxious text no matter what they're doing. Anita, what do we have in store tonight? Well, Sandra, I love Valentine's Day as well, and this episode gives me all of the warm and fuzzy feelings. I definitely wouldn't be who I am today without my close female friendships, and I'm thrilled that so many other women feel exactly the same way. So on deck tonight, we have stories of Galentine's. We start with a conversation between two best friends who reflect on how their friendship has helped them through the scramble of being an early 20-something. Then, you and I will talk with the women of the hot and popular podcast, Call Your Girlfriend. Amina So and Ann Friedman join us to share their origin story and how their friendship informs their creative collaboration. Then we end the episode with some love letters from our listeners to their very own Galentines. I'm so stoked about this. So, first up, a conversation between Katherine Phillips and her best friend, Devin Gustafson. They both live in D.C. and recorded this segment over a drink or two. I'm Katherine. I'm Devin. We've been friends since sophomore year of college, so that was... Like four years ago? We were roommates first and then friends. Mm-hmm. I had the room across from yours and we shared a bathroom and we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. I would never stand for that now. No. I think a real bonding moment for us was when I cleaned the bathroom because you didn't know that it needed to be cleaned. And I just did it. (laughs) That's a good symbol of our friendship. We shouldn't go together, but but we we are having a really good time. We are. Cheers. To you. (laughs) To you. (laughs) Oh. The nicest thing you've ever done for me was when I moved to Washington and I was so scared and I had just gotten a job and I was terrified. And you let me sleep in your pull-out chair in your apartment that's, like, the size of my bedroom, but so nice correct. for, like, three weeks. And I used your kitchen island as 
my closet, closet and hung up all my hangers but we had on so your much counter. Fun. We did have fun. I sometimes I miss it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the Justin Bieber concert yeah. in April. We love Justin Bieber. And everyone I tell that to thinks it's weird. It's not weird. It's not. It's definitely not weird. Those people are just like not secure enough in themselves to admit that they love Justin Bieber Amen. as well. That's what I think. That's very positive, I think. Mm-hmm. This is a feminist thing to yeah, say. That's right. We just finished we're- watching The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> and we're excited for Justin Bieber. <laughs> but we're independent women. Mm-hmm. And we support each other. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you that you're going to go to law school. Thank you. Wow. I mean it. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you for your job. I think that you've made me smarter. I do. Shut up. I do. And I think because I think you've made me like pay more attention to what's going on. That's true. I have. Yeah. Galentine's for us is every day. Really all the time. It doesn't really change. Because we're besties. It's true. There's really not much that's going on, like, during the day with you that I don't know about. And I think vice versa. Oh, except for when I texted you, like, how many text messages did you have for me today? A lot. Many. When you checked your phone. A lot. But that's, like, sort of par for the course. It was probably, like, seven. I don't know. (laughs) It was more than seven. Yeah, it was probably more than seven. I was trying to make you look a little better. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Ugh. Are you going to leave next year to go to somewhere else? No, that's, that's not for this. <laughs> that's not for the radio. I'll cry. I know. You're my best friend. Uh, yeah. You're my best friend. Shut up. Obviously. Oh. To you. To you. That was Catherine Phillips and Devin Gustafson from Washington, D.C., talking about their friendship. I love that conversation. I can relate to so much of it. The part where they were talking about you and I don't fit, but we do. I have a friend of mine just like that in my life, Cameron. She actually has come on the show before, but we've grown up together. And my mom would always say Cameron had the, the street smart and I had the book smart. And so anytime we would ever go to like a concert or on a trip together, she said, I would maybe worry if it was just you and someone else, but I would never worry if it was you and her. That's so true. Yeah, I feel like I have tons of friends like that, and it really takes hearing other people talk about it to make you realize all of the ways in which you and some of your closest friends are in many ways polar opposites. Yes, and I also I have uh, this memory of being with Cameron at summer school. We, we did a summer at the beach mm-hmm. at UNCW. And, I mean, let's be real, the only reason why we were down there is because we wanted to do summer school at the beach. And we lived in this little cinder block dorm room with raised beds that just looked at each other. But that was such a great summer. And sometimes I think back on that. And, I mean, would I really want to be there? I don't think so. But I I definitely (laughs) sometimes think, put me back in that room in that summer and let me just live that, that six weeks over again. Yes, completely. So what's next? What is next is a conversation that we are so excited about. Um, So last week we had the opportunity to interview Amina So and Ann Friedman. They are the hosts of one of our all-time favorite podcasts, Call Your Girlfriend. And if you haven't heard it, um, it's a podcast filled with banter between the two of them. They're both very witty and fun um, and talk about things like 
things ranging from Beyonce to Ruth Bader Ginsburg to their periods to their favorite TV shows and latest guilty pleasures. Yes. And, and we actually called them because we wanted to hear them talk about their friendship as it related to their creative collaboration. So kind of what we were just saying earlier, like it helps us to hear people talk about their own friendship. And you and I talk about how our friendship has changed since we've started this podcast and radio show a lot as well. Exactly. And again, they call themselves a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. And that really sums up their show very well. It's about it is about their friendship and their dynamic, but it's also a creative um, production and, and their creative partnership and friendship really inform one another. So yes. we started the conversation by asking them to tell us the story of how their friendship began. Let's hear it. We have a very good mutual friend who was hosting the Gossip Girl viewing party um, in 2008. Correct me, Amina. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and we lived in D.C. at the time. And at this viewing party, um, Amina was wearing a homemade Chuck Plus Blair T-shirt. And I was like, she's the one. Who is this woman? <laughs> um, and, and so obviously we talked then. And then as we were leaving, we were going opposite directions. We did not get to walk home together. I'm giving you the full rom-com version. And then I think we saw each other the very next night, or maybe it was two yeah, nights later at a different night. thing. Yeah, the very next night we were invited to some like weird like networking lunch, I guess like dinner thing, and we sat across from each other and then went to see the Beyonce movie, Obsessed. Oh my god! And that's when I discovered Amina's theater hack of bringing a Nalgene of wine with you to the movie, and was like, "Extra! How do I know this woman forever?" <laughs> yeah, you gotta stay hydrated. So how did it how, how did it develop from there? You know, the usual, like, uh, millennial, like, friendship tricks, right? So it's like you add each other on Gchat, and you talk all day, and you make a plan to see each other later. And, like, our first, like, one-on-one hang, I guess, which was not a real one-on-one hang, is that she invited me to a party in my own neighborhood. It was a potluck. And she showed up with, like, a tub full of deviled eggs. And I was like, that's, like, top ten snack for me, so this is amazing. Yeah, shared snack opinions of core friendship foundation. We couldn't agree more. <laughs> so how would you both describe each other? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is like deep. <laughs> I know. It's really hard. You have to, it's like, it's hard to think about. Well, it's also just like added pressure because the other person's on the line. But, That's um, true. You know, I don't know. Like, Anne is super smart. She's one of the most generous people I know. She is really, really, really fun. And um, it's really funny how nobody really makes a list of like, here are my ideal qualities in friendship. Like people always make a list about like, here's what I want in a boyfriend or whatever. But I don't know. I think that like, you know, you always have that like running in the back of your mind, like what are the kind of women that I want to be friends with? And like, Anne checks all of those boxes for me. Oh my God. I No pressure. I, mean, I have many, many similar things to say. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is just how quick Amina is and I mean that both in terms of like wit and like connecting the dots between like all of the things that I care about like personally and intellectually but also just like super quick to be there when you need her to be there for you quick to respond like you know she is never someone who I'm like why are you leaving me hanging when I asked you something important like she is just so there and so fast and so on it and like the most generous person to the people she loves. That was pretty good for on the spot. (laughs) 
Yeah, you guys are like, this is like therapy. This is serious. <laughs> Don't make us do negatives or like anything else therapy like though. Like only, only. No, 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 <laughs> com- no compliment sandwiches. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so we've obviously been reading a lot about um, y'all's friendship as much as we can find. And we know that um, the two of you really believe in shine theory and believe in that as, as an essential part of your work. Um, could you talk a little bit about that and how you feel like that plays a part in the work that you do with Call Your Girlfriend specifically? I mean, the origin of Shine Theory is like Amina supporting me personally. And when I would say something like, oh, you don't have to do that or like whatever, she would say, I don't shine if you don't shine. <laughs> that is like the real life origin of that. <laughs> um, which I think, I think is like, you know, we've extrapolated out wider as a philosophy of be great to women who you recognize as wonderful and join forces rather than compete against them. I think that like at the core also, we're just both like very efficient women. I just don't understand why you would waste time on just like having really negative energy about someone or, you know, like being jealous or whatever. I'm just like, that doesn't help you personally. And so for me, it's all about, like, figuring out, like, what are better ways to, like, channel your energy. And and also just, like, looking at, like, looking around you and, like, harnessing, like, all of the positive power that you have, right? So there's no use in being like, oh, like, this person has something that I don't have. I'm like, how do you either get that for yourself or, like, change the way that you think about um, this person? And also, I don't know, you know, like, we're really invested in our, like, crew of friends. We have, like, really good people in our lives who are just, like, enrich our lives in so many ways and it's so important to me to give back to them in the same ways that they give back to me and if anything else it's like super fun you know it's like invest in your crew oh my god it's so much more fun than silently stewing and wondering why someone has something that you want it's like so much better to put that energy into something positive and constructive one of the things that I'm always telling people about the work that Anita and I do together is we both work in the media, I guess, for our real jobs. Despite that being the case, coming together on this show has really made our friendship grow and also has really helped us grow professionally. And I wonder what it's like for you guys to work together on this show. So you're best friends, but you're also producing this thing that means a lot to a lot of people. I mean, you guys come up on our show a lot. Uh, that's, that's really nice to hear. Thank you. You know, one thing I think that for us is, um, has been really interesting is that this, it didn't start off as work, you know, so, so it's work in the sense that, like, yes, we have to do, like, admin things, and, you know, like, now we are actually a business, but when we started it, it was a passion project, right, and that really helped us define, like, kind of what the boundaries of it were, and again, it was like, we were doing it to have fun, and so, like, the origin of how the project started was never this, like, oh, let's make a podcast that's going to be listened to by all these people and have a voice in the media, which is what it's morphed into and we're very happy about. But for us, first and foremost, I think it's a collaboration and a way of like learning a new medium and, um, and really stretching my muscle into like a different thing. Like I don't work in the media, so, you know, and this is kind of a media project and working with like women that I love and admire. One thing we ask a lot of our guests is who are your feminist icons We'd love to know who you're reading or um, paying attention to. I don't know. We are our own feminist icons. Like, I don't, <laughs> I just, I think that, like, you know, I, I really don't say that lightly. Like, 
I like obviously there are all these women who do stuff that I really admire, you know, and I'm like if I'm gonna give you the like laundry list, it's like Audrey Lord changed my life, like reading her and you know, and all of this stuff and that's like awesome and great, but I don't know. I feel like there are women right now in are my age and my lane who are doing amazing, incredible feminist things. And uh, you know, and I really like that stuff is really cool to me. Yeah, and I think that one thing that I think about a lot is there are maybe little pieces of inspiration or things that I want to emulate about a variety of women, writers, activists, like creative people, business ladies. And and it's in a way that like just paying attention to what other great women are doing is like making some kind of weird like Frankenstein icon out of all of them, I think is like probably the most accurate thing for me. I mean, I do have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg like print in my house. I think that's the only like iconic woman hanging like in a real like that's just true. To be an altar. That's true. Yeah. She's like, the, she's like the one like yeah, you're right. She's like the art representation of like how I feel. I'm like swift justice. Exactly. But you know, like if you asked me like Hey, is RBG your be all end all icon? Or I don't know. It's like it's hard. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily name her at the top of some pyramid. She's one of this like amazing council of women who I've been inspired by, including, as Amina says, a huge percentage of women who are my peers and my collaborators. I know this is a huge question and kind of sounds like a job interview. But what are your hopes for where the two of you will be in ten years, um, both in your personal relationship and in your professional collaborations? Oh, my God. That's amazing. This is therapy. <laughs> Tricked, yeah. Honestly, truly a thing I had never thought about. <laughs> Me neither. I hadn't either. Like, I mean, I obviously hope that we are still a huge part of one another's lives and are still very close friends and are still extremely positive, supportive forces for each other in that unconditional kind of way. And I don't know. I think that, like, my goals for call your girlfriend have to do with like our underlying beliefs of like us making cool things and like communicating through our actions that it's cool for other women to make things and have opinions. I don't necessarily have goals. Like I want X number of people to be listening to the two of us banter. Like that feels too narrow. Yeah. You know, and maybe like zooming out 10 years, I hope that call your girlfriend is just one of the things under an umbrella of like cool feminist, awesome, bantery stuff that we do, right? It's like, I would love it if it morphed into something else, maybe. I don't know what that something else is. Right, or many somethings else. So we are not as far along in this process as you all are, and I wonder if you have any advice for us. I think that consistency is a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, really being, I guess, like, open with each other and communicating, you know, like, what it is that you want as a bottom line, right? And that doesn't have to mean, like, it's 10 years from now, but it's like, for this year, like, what is what is it that you want your show to be and where do you want your friendship to go and how do you want your collaboration to go? I think just being open to new possibilities is really crucial. And I think also being really transparent about your personal capacity to work on the podcast. Cause I know for the three of us, we all are, you know, full up with our day jobs and it's, you know, we're, we're usually pretty good about saying like, hey, I have no capacity this week. Will someone step up? And then understanding that when you have a lighter week, you're going to be the one to step up. We're not really afraid to say no to each other when we, when we don't have time. And I think that there's 
an element of self-preservation <laughs> to that, but it's also just it's something you can work on as a good working relationship. Yeah, thank you guys so much. You are truly an inspiration, and we just cannot say thank you enough for coming to spend time with us today. I feel like you've given me a lot to think about. Yeah, the, the, the long game, like such great prompts. You ladies are awesome. Thank you so, so, so much. This is super fun. was Amina So and Anne Friedman, the hosts of the podcast Call Your Girlfriend, talking about their friendship and just generally sharing terrific life advice. And if this weren't radio, you all could see Sandra and I here just cheesing um, (laughs) because we were just very moved by that conversation and loved the opportunity to talk with them. And I think for me, they just, um, there's so much warmth about them and how they talk about their work, but especially how they orient themselves toward other women and other creative people like the fact that they were willing to come on our show Mm -hmm. and so you know they just opened up their calendar for us and they were like hey we can talk at such and such times and it felt like such a great boost and it was like shine theory in action like support other people doing creative work show them that you care and like give them that little nudge and boost yeah that shine theory is a practice and it's also a feeling too yeah i mean it felt feels good it does and it gives you that you want to pay it forward kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that there's so much that in this kind of work that feels very vulnerable and we're taking a lot of risks and putting ourselves out there. So it's really nice to get that kind of affirmation that like y'all are on the right track. Like we love what you're doing and you're part of this bigger community of people that really support you. Yeah. And a part of the conversation that we didn't include was you and I talking with them a little bit about that. Like every episode of this show we we are writing, we're producing, we're pulling together while we're working full time jobs, doing something else, and you know some of it, this content really matters to us. These stories really matter to us. So for me to be doing it with somebody that I love and trust and celebrate as a friend, it really allows me to. I don't know. It's fun every single time we do it. Yes, it doesn't feel like work, and it feels like we can take risks and an experiment in a way with storytelling that's not there's no judgment and it's all a, a creative exploration exactly it's Valentine's day every week oh, it is <laughs> <laughs> it is here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, y'all. Well, we have one more segment for you tonight, and that is our uh chapter with our own listeners so we put a call out a couple weeks ago asking our listeners to submit love letters to their galentines and we received uh, quite a few and we've picked three and we're going to share with you three galentines love letters from our listeners hi my name is erica vidge and my galentine is rithu shikantha rithu and i have been friends since we were in elementary school rithu anita and i all went to indian sunday school together called balvihar I always really enjoyed going to Balvihar, not because it meant I got to learn about religion, but because it meant I got to spend time with my two best friends. As the years went on, Rithu and I got closer, particularly in my junior and senior year of high school. When I decided to go to undergrad at the University of Michigan, Rithu, who was a year younger than me, came to visit. After that visit, she decided she wanted to go to Michigan too. So she joined me the following year, which was excellent. During college, Rithu became more like a sister to me. Rithu is one of maybe three people I can hang out with for days on end and not feel sick of. If I don't talk to her for too long, I feel weird about it, like I'm forgetting an extremity or something like that. We can totally read each other's minds at this point and generally know how the other will react to a situation before calling one another on the phone. I have a lot of very close girlfriends, and I know this is a silly rule by which to measure closeness, but I've always said that if I do get married, I will have only one bridesmaid, and it will be Rithu, because she is so much like a sister to me. Rithu has never really had much to say about my love life, mostly because I don't have one. Um, However, next to my mother, she has been the single most helpful person to get me through major breakups I've suffered in the past. She empathizes with my many feelings, even if she doesn't agree or wouldn't feel how I feel. And I hope I do the same for her. In the end, Rithu is the constant. She is my long-distance lover, my soulmate, and other sappy things. To me, the term galentines sometimes feels kind of belittling. I sometimes feel as though it's used as a cop-out for single women who aren't celebrating Valentine's Day with men, which is an interpretation I really hate for many reasons, mostly the patriarchy. In a more positive light, it also reminds me of Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler's character on Parks and Recreation. In that way, I really like the term. It celebrates female friendship and love. The relationships I have with each of my female friends are so special and unique. They enrich every part of my life, and without them, I really don't think I'd feel whole. In that way, Galentine's Day is a word of celebration and love. and my Galentine's name is Abby. Abby is one of those people in my life that I really admire and look to for inspiration. She was described once by a mutual friend as a level four tornado and mint juleps on the front porch all at once. And I've never forgotten that description because it's so accurate. I first met Abby in college but we didn't become close friends until our junior year when we both spent a semester abroad in London, England. We even shared a bedroom, so it was a good way to become very close friends very quickly. 
since college, we've stayed in touch. Um, we've been close together. We've been far away. We're long-distance friends now. It's meant a lot to me to stay in touch with Abby, especially over these sort of tumultuous 20s years. Um, we've talked through really big, difficult decisions and talked over things like money, being broke, having more money, trying to figure out how to manage it, man stuff, relationship stuff, family stuff, sex. I mean, really, there's nothing that we can't talk about. And I think to me, that's the meaning of a true Galantine, someone that you're never embarrassed with and you can support each other and be each other's cheerleaders through anything life throws at you. And I'm dedicating this Galantine's Day to you, Abby. You're amazing, and I love you, boo. My name is Chelsea Cook. I recently moved to California and it's my first time living outside the South. I miss my ladies all the time. The recipient of my letter today is Carson Hale. She's one of my best friends and she lives all the way across the country in Atlanta, Georgia. Dearest Carson, it was Thanksgiving of 2014. I had just put down a rent deposit on a house I found on Craigslist and I had been invited to the house's annual Friendsgiving potluck so that I could meet my five soon-to-be roommates. A few minutes after I arrived, this adorable little lady bounces up to me all sweaty with her long dark hair and a headband and says, Hi, I'm Carson! And then immediately skedaddles to take a shower. So we met, and it was love at first sight. I would soon come to know you well, partially because we had similar lifestyles, schedules, thoughts about food and agriculture, but probably more so because our other roommates were uncomfortably weird. We are similarly minded, but we're kind of fools of each other. You're an introverted planner, and I'm an extroverted homebody. You motivate me to attend cool events, and I serve as your buffer when there's too many people. Then, when we're both overwhelmed, we can go home and bask in each other's company for hours and hours on end. And I do love your company. You know more about plants than anyone I know, and I love that walking anywhere with you takes forever because we have to stop and look at all the flora along the way. I love that we sit around with other women and peel peaches all summer for pies and cobblers and crisps. And then we sit outside with our freshly baked goods and watch evening thunderstorms roll in behind the big oak tree and the small garden we tended together. We talk about work, relationships, disappointments, and dreams. Recently, we've been talking about my dad's and your grandmother's illness. You're my voice of reason, the person who knows me so well and is not afraid to say, Chelsea, that is a stupid idea, but also the first person to celebrate when I succeed. When I decided to move to California, you were what I was most sad to leave behind. You sat through my hours of hemming and hawing, acknowledging the opportunities and simultaneously telling me that, selfishly, you didn't want me to leave. But I did. Even though we can't sit on the porch or go on a bike ride, we have remained best friends. When you call me, my face involuntarily smiles, and I never get bored even after hours over the phone. You gathered letters from our friends for a care package for me just last week because you know I've been lonely in my new space. So during this week of celebrating love, I'm sending this letter to you, because even with 2,500 miles between us, you are still my number one.
Those were our listeners sharing their Galentine's love letters. So vivid, so lovely. Thanks to everyone who contributed this week. Anita, what are your thoughts on Galentine's Day? Oh, man. I am just loving Galentine's Day at the moment. Um, There's so many little tidbits from this episode that really stick with me. I love how Anne talks about, um, she refers to this idea of a tribe of women, um, of a cohort of women, and I feel like that's so much about how I think about my support system is this group of women that I feel very um, embraced by and supported by, and I love the opportunity to just reflect on my friendships with each of them. Um, So this has been just a very heartwarming and, and... inspirational episode for me yeah we're chasing it again we're chasing it you can probably hear it in our voices (laughs) yeah i totally agree i I, this has really kind of jogged a lot of vivid memories that i have with different women who are really important to me in my life and i don't know why this one comes to mind but i was having a conversation with a friend once about a guy who did me wrong a long time ago and on the one hand i was you know, furious with him, so angry. And then on the other hand, I was like, but he had X, Y, or Z going on in his life. Like, maybe I should understand. And, you know, of course, this was probably about the 45th time we'd had this conversation. <laughs> <Exactly>. yes. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, Sandra, I'm just going to need you to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about this one. <laughs> <laughs> She's so like, perfect. I'm trying to go with you one of these ways. Right. And I just need you to pick. <laughs> yes. To me, that's a Galentine's. I love that. No, that's one of our really close friends, Hannah, who is one of my Galentine's. Um, we were living together in New York, and I was like 10 o'clock, and I just got out of the shower, and I was like, oh, I really don't want to take four trains to go to such and such a party. She's like, okay, what do you want me to do right now? Do you want me to pump you up, or do you want me to tell you that it's okay to go to bed? And I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Like, I need you to ask me that just so I could realize exactly what I want, really want to do. Yes, exactly. That's what that's about. It's not about them saying, like, what do you need in this moment? It's like, what are you really feeling? Yes. You know. Yeah. Love our Galentines. Totally. Yes. Again, thanks to everyone. And that's our show tonight. So She and Her, as you all know, is a program that we produce and write and host every week. We record at the studios of WHUP in Hillsboro, North Carolina. We're live every Thursday at 6 p.m., but you can also find us many other places, Facebook and Instagram at She and Her. And Sandra, can people subscribe to our podcast? Because you can. And (laughs) I'm going to tell you, you might really should. (laughs) I tell you what else you can do. You can also rate it. And we want to thank the people out there who've already rated it and left some really beautiful comments. I'm going to tell you what, it really builds us up. We so appreciate it. Shout out to mom while I'm talking about it. I actually helped her write one this weekend. Amazing. But yeah, so you can find us on iTunes and subscribe to us there. We're also available on SoundCloud. And if you're really looking for a universal clearinghouse for all She and Her material, go to sheandherradio.com and we link to all of those accounts that we just mentioned. So happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We hope you all have some exciting things to celebrate. And And tell your friends you love them. Tell your friends you love them.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.